This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. And you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. All right, welcome to another edition of Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, and I will apologize for my rustic look today as, uh, well, I kind of thought it was fitting. I'm here with Chris Webb from Bushmasters. How you doing, buddy? Good, brother. I uh, so I just got done filming, and I haven't done this in a long time, but I'm dedicated to doing it. A YouTube video. Okay. It's exhausting. Yeah. I have friends that do it. I don't know how they do it, man. <laughs> it's exhausting, and hopefully, it's out. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take to edit it, but I made uh, Coco Van. Uh, French dish, but I made it on a Santa Maria on a Weber. Yeah. All right. Go. Um, I am gassed, man. I'm bushed. And here we are talking. About- <laughs> so you, what's the play? Do you try to do one full shot or, you do, or how do you, what's the, what's your move? I've seen it a few ways. So I got the camera in the right position and I just kind of went through the steps and just record little pieces through the process. I think the days of like 30 minute YouTube videos are done. From some small, from a bite, and keep moving, right? Yeah, so that's what I tried to do. Um, it's been a couple of years since I've done one, and I forgot how much work it was. And my sure. legs are legs are killing me. Freaking lawnmowers going off and shit. I'm like, God, why am I trying to do this? But anyway, welcome to the show, man. It's been about time I had you on, right? So you've been cooking a lot, huh? Yeah, I've been trying. <clears throat> um, I felt like I kind of got on. Honestly, was behind. Um, from a cook's a quantity standpoint, um, initially, because I was signed up, you know, for um, Lakeland, for example. I wanted to go to Bullhead City in Arizona in January, and then um, uh, had an, a, a business venture that took a little bit longer, maybe to get started than what I what I hoped for. Yeah, um, I'd already be open in Kansas City. Um, that location there with Proud Souls Barbecue and provisions there, um, which I'm a, uh, the COO of that company. So that kind of just kind of got. It just delayed it, right? So business first, you know, you gotta you gotta get the doors open so we can go have the fun. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so um, got it open uh, in January, but still had some some training stuff that we needed to, to get implemented out there. So I was kind of uh, over there a lot, if you will. Yeah, uh, miss those, and then and then really didn't start cooking until um, until maybe mid mid February, early March. So right on. Well, you've been doing great, man. You even came out. My neck of the woods out here. I didn't see you. I didn't see, you. I didn't see Bill. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it was funny. It was a bad. It was an open weekend, and they uh, they had this contest in Pinehurst, North Carolina. And my golf trip with my high school buddies was the week after that weekend in Pinehurst. Yeah. 
makes sense. And I really wanted to go to the double in Jamestown and support uh, Dave Dick. He's a yeah. great friend of mine. and Great job, man. Yeah, and and John Wade also off of the swine. Those are all great guys. I really wanted to go there and support David Dick and John Wade. And those guys are great guys. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was able. I had met um, Dave um, in Alabama late uh, last year. I guess it would be in the KCBS World Invitational. Never met uh, John Wade, um, but it was funny. Outside of him being a great cook and just a great advocate, right of of our sport. I'm sure you heard, but the weather out in out in um, Jamestown settlement wasn't the wasn't the best, especially day two. So everybody is trying to get out of there, and he's got this huge rig, right? This big, crazy truck, and so he's pulling like campers out, trucks out. Um, I will say, I was a little surprised at how many two wheel drive pickup trucks <laughs> got exposed that weekend in in Virginia. But yeah, great contest, and they did an awesome. Time. Yeah, and I, I could I was never more pleased to be cooking on an air airport tarmac than that weekend. Yes, sir, I would agree, man. I was jealous for sure. <laughs> so you've been at this a while and you've been successful for for a while. How does that when you start I mean I, I'm assuming you're running points. This, this year, yeah. Yeah. How does that feed into your confidence level and putting yourself in that race? Yeah, yeah, great question. I, I really think cooking is funny. Um, going back, talking about the East Coast, my first contest ever uh, was actually in New York. Um, a lot of folks don't know that. I wasn't cooking it under Bushmaster Barbecue. It was just um, kind of a drunken rampage with an old buddy of mine um, <laughs> who I'd met when I uh, was stationed at West Point, New York. Um, so there was one back in the day called Hudson Valley Rib Fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm, in New Paltz. Um, New York, and I think I cooked that one. I was still active duty military at the time. 2011 was the year I want to say it was. Went out there. We cooked under, got pork, got beer, and we had pork. We had a lot of beer. We had no <laughs> success. <laughs> and so then I really, honestly, I never really cooked again um, until, honestly, probably roughly 2018. I might have done, you know, a handful, five or six in between, but 2018 is kind of when my dad actually looks up. Um, but mentioning a confidence boost and um, and stuff like that, I think uh, I had uh, a good cook last year at the American Royal. That whole time frame, maybe from August of 2022 until current, um, I've just been honestly, I've been cooking really, really well. Um, so I think I took that momentum, that momentum right from 22 and kind of applied it um, to 2023, which is kind of where you're seeing um, me sitting right now with what I would consider at this point in the year, a limited amount of cooks. I think I'm sitting, including the KCBS Invitational, you know, and open last year, which honestly I didn't really do well. But, um, and this year I think I'm sitting at maybe 12 contests. Right on the Hudson Valley rib fest. I called it the Hudson Valley fly fest. <laughs> yes, great, great analogy. Yeah. I would totally agree. When you, when you sign in and they give you two fly swatters as your, uh, as your team gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's telling. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's really where I, I cut my teeth and just kind of um, honestly saw the, the the folks, you know, back then that were having success. I mean, uh, talking about smoke, smoking hogs, obviously the guy's an animal, right? Um, yeah. In my opinion, he's kind of like if you, I would equate him to like a, like a Kelly Wirtz type figure, you know, but on that Northeast 
um, super awesome people. Um, it was him back then. It was another team. Um, I'm trying to think who, had, who was always getting their name called Ribs Within. They were really good. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a few other guys. Um, Big Guns Barbecue, Sean Kiever. <laughs> Man. <laughs> You're bringing up some old school East Coast bangers, buddy. Man. Yes, sir. Big Guns Kiever. He pissed off. My my wife's aunt won so bad at the Rock City Rip Fest one day. She's like, "You got to say something to him." I'm like, "No, <laughs> absolutely not." <laughs> he likes his bourbon for sure. <laughs> yeah, and he's the nicest guy in the world. He didn't do anything wrong. But right. uh, <laughs> there's a guy I should have on here too, just to bring it back old school. I would, I would agree, man. He's a, he's a solid dude. He's he's still up there in the heart of the Hudson Valley too. Um, not competing as much. He's went, kind of went on a, a restaurant venture right now. So I wish him all the success in the world. Absolutely. I still think he comes out to the Royal every year, though. He does, man. He does. Um, and uh, I saw him last year. I always see him every year at the Royal. And uh, they're set up because he sets up with Smoke on Wheels, um, kind of just to the I guess the north side of where where we typically set up and. Um, Coincidentally enough, um, Andy Groneman is a pit master of Smoke on Wheels. His uh, his wife Kim is actually our general manager at Proud Souls Barbecue Kansas City. So, and that was just a connection wow. I had taken from um, knowing Sean back in those you know the 2011 to 12 era. I was fortunate enough to meet Andy, which kind of really developed that uh, friendship and now partnership. So, wow, that's fantastic, dude! You're connected all the way around. We're trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've, we know how great Bushmasters can be, but one of my favorite things to do on here is talk about failures. Do you have a favorite failure of yours during a contest that you've really set you up for success later? Yes, sir. I sure do. <laughs> Fresh <laughs> off. It was actually, um, I like to travel coast to coast. I think that's fun. Um, geographically speaking, in, in Colorado, um, we don't have a ton of, of uh, one, cook teams, and, and which equates to not a lot of contests, so. Um, I always try to do something fun, like this year, as we mentioned earlier, going to Virginia. That was awesome. I was in Yuma, Arizona earlier, maybe a month prior to that. But last year, I want to say it was, I went to Bullhead City. Mm-hmm. I went from there to Santa Barbara and just kind of really kind of hung out on that West Coast for a little bit and then circled back um, maybe a month or two later um, up in the uh, San Bernardino Valley area. So I took a loan. Um, but I have a really, really good friend. I'm not going to say his name. Um, he who lives in Texas and, um, I kind of mentored him kind of, you know, maybe from 2018 to 2021, he starts cooking, whatever, but he always wants to hang out. We're great friends. Right. So if I can fly somebody out and have, get them exposed to what I'm doing at this point in time, it's almost like a built in class. We hang out, we party, hopefully win some stuff. (laughs) So this guy comes out. And, um, and I'm, it's injection time, right? It's Friday night, whatever. So my back is to, is to my friend and I'm like, Hey, you know, I I inject in a particular order. Like I'm sure we all do. Um, my order happens to be ribs first, um, then pork and I do brisket last. Okay. Um, I start injecting roughly around five 30, typically right after coach meeting. And so he knows the drill. We've done this very, very, very many times. I'm like, Hey man. You know, you know the drill. Ribs, boom. Hands it to me. Shame on me. He's taking the caps off. I'm injecting. Boom, boom, boom. 
So I go through, I'm doing my thing, and I get to brisket, and I call out brisket. I said, hey, all right, man, let's go brisket. And there's a pause. <laughs> I don't like it. And I'm like, brisket, bro, you know, and uh, and nothing's getting handed. I don't see a jar. And I turn around. I'm like, where's the goddamn brisket, you know? Yeah. And, and he just puts his head down. Looks like, you know, when your puppy just takes a dump in the house, right? And um, and all he had left was a uh, forget what it was, pork or rib, whatever. So anyway, long story short, I had injected. I mean, I put thirty-two ounces of injection brisket injection um, into three racks of ribs. <laughs> oh. them up. I'm loving it, right? I'm getting excited. I'm seeing the. It looks like little hot dogs, right? I'm loving it. I'm like, and I was on a really good brisket uh, uh, rib rib run for a little while back then. And so, um, and I'm just in panic mode and I didn't care about the flavor. Right. I mean, whatever, I'll turn in a savory rib. It's okay. It could taste like, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, but I knew the, the amount of phosphates that I had in that, in that brisket injection. And I literally just start giving this, these ribs CPR. Right? <laughs> so I'm just pumping these. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. You would have thought I was like, uh, what was that movie? Sandlot, you know? Whenever they thought squints or whatever had died and he's drowned, so they're, they're trying to pump them to get all this liquid out. That's, that was my ribs. And so I get them out. I turn my water hose on because at this point, I'll be honest, I, was, I think I was cooking out of a 10 by 10 for this one. And I turn the water hose on. I'm just trying to get stuff off. And then me being in panic mode, I start, I found out where the rib injection was, right? Because I have it in my hand and I start pumping. Those, and I'm oh like, no, because it made sense at the time, right? Because we were had a couple pops and uh, having a good time, and then I really realized what I did. I said, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I just double double phosphated these bad boys, um, and needless to say, you know, I played it off. I'm like, we'll be fine. It's all good, you know. But in the back of my mind, I'm sweating. And sure enough, I think we, we definitely walked high in the other three categories. No rib, or no rip call, obviously. And then I, whenever I went to get my score sheet, it was a yellow yellow ticket fest. It, it, was, <laughs> it was like strip club. They were just flying. You know? um, yeah, that would be my biggest takeaway: is is control what you control. Um, we we're all professionals here. We're all anal a lot. You know, trust your process. Don't trust someone else. So that was on me. I take full responsibility. Um, we had a we had a nice sit down after that. So uh, it was a long drive back from from uh, San Bernardino to, to Denver for kids. <laughs> that might win the award for best story about. Uh... <laughs> but your the caveat to that, Luke, is people ask the obvious question. So are you guys still friends? And, and yes, we are. Oh, absolutely! It's like when I tell Kim when she takes the box, I'm like, look. If you're late or you drop it or something, it's fine. We will stay married. We'll be great. Just don't come back to the trailer. I'll know something's wrong and just don't come back. And I'll, I'll get over it. Yep. <laughs> Maybe two or three weeks. <laughs> um, man, that's so what you've done this for a few years now and you obviously started a successful business. What's the most surprising thing to come out of competition barbecue for you? Ooh. Great question, yeah. Hmm. 
Um, I think um, for me, I think the the common answer, right, is is the is the friendships or relationships you build, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, totally agree. Um, but I think for me, it's really the ability to go in week in, week out and put yourself out there. You know, I think that for me is what it is. Having that, we'll call it personal courage, maybe to, to get in that, to get in your truck and, and just and go drive and, and know that I might go drive 2,000 miles round trip and I might sit on my hands, you know, if it's double both days or whatever. And just really, um, it forces you to, to really focus and hone your craft. And um, it was funny. I was out in uh, North Carolina uh, a couple weeks ago at Kannapolis. One of the, the best contests I've coached. Um, had not to um, Eddie out there. But it was almost funny because I just came off a pretty decent cook in, in Virginia the week before. Kind of did a rolling double, if you will, week to week. And then showed up there. And, the, and then some folks came by, um, just uh, spectators, if you will. And I'm on my porch. I'm setting my drums and stuff. Uh, I cook on gateways. And they were like, huh, Colorado. I'm like, yeah, you know, yes, sir. So I, I kind of give them from Alabama. I can talk the talk, you know. I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, all you boys out there know how to smoke is that weed. And he goes, you even know how to cook barbecue? I said, hang around tomorrow. I said, I bet you'll find out. And uh, But just being able to have that, you know, poking fun and just the confidence to go show up against guys like you or – um, or, the, or the, the old school guys or even the new guys now that are just honestly really kind of taking, taking fire. So for me, I think that's what it is, just learning a lot about yourself and, and, and just kind of that, that, that personal, you know, courage or confidence uh, that I think then translates to other areas of your life. So, uh, but yeah, for me, that's what it is, is really, it really lets you know a lot about you. That's a great answer too, man. It's, I tell people all the time and when I teach classes, especially, you aren't going to know what kind of barbecue cook you are until you go cook four weekends in a row. You're going to find out about yourself. You're going to find out about your pits. You're going to find out a lot about life and a lot about happiness and disappointment yes, sir. in that one month. Yeah, 100%. And, and just like you said, I mean, in a four-week run, I mean, you're going to win all four. I know I'm not, but, you know, learning how to, Lick your wounds, you know, put it in your head, put it right back out, man. And, and that's it. And start over and, and, and just a lot of resiliency for sure in that, in that aspect of barbecue, which isn't what we see on social media. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It's just post, post the wins. I feel like I always see wins, 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 but, but post, post the loss. I mean, that's, that's when you really figured it out. So. Yeah. And, you know, making the tweaks, but making small tweaks and figuring out, I think it's the number one thing I teach. That's the only way you're going to get better at competition barbecue is reps and dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. 100%. This podcast is brought to you by barbecuedata.com. Barbecuedata.com is your one stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data, historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to barbecuedata.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. 
So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. So you just mentioned you cooked on gateways. Yes, sir. What's the best or most worthwhile investment that you've made in competition barbecue? Oh, man. I would say gateways, obviously, same thing. But for me, it was a trailer. That was the best $30,000 ever. Literally. So for those of you guys that don't know, I cooked out of a tent from 2018 until November of like six months ago. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, once I got that trailer, cause people are like, get a trailer, get a trailer. And I'm like, oh, I don't cook enough to quantify it. You know, I like my 10 by 10, you know, like 10 by 15, but it was a nice one. Um, and, um, but I bought a few of them right over the year. I mean, you know how it is one bad wind and you know, that thing folds up like a pretzel, but <laughs> now it's like, I, I sit here and see the guys that like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, and now I'm like, why did I not do this five years ago? Um, that for me has been a game changer. Just taking the the elements out of the equation. I mean, obviously, I still cook on my porch, whatever. But being able to shut that door, I'm not trying to worry about if my my ratchet straps gonna go or I got a cooler here and a kettlebell holding this one. <laughs> and for me, that was the best investment. And I'm like, I couldn't believe that I was doing as good as it was under the stupid tent that I was so loyal. To. You know, but uh, that. For me, that is my big purchase, you know, if you will, um, best of best ever. Man, can I tell you, well, it won't be a secret after I say it, but I really love cooking out of a pop-up now. I, I, I love it. <laughs> I'm not going back. You can have them. I'll, I'll send you my <laughs> pop-up. It is, it's one I love. I mean, it's, it's definitely the best. Um, but, yeah, you can have it. <laughs> The 10 by 15, that's what we used as well. It's the best size. It could fit in any spot. Gave you plenty of room. You could get it done. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree, but I will say I'm good, man. I'll stay running. <laughs> My wife hates hates pop-up cooking. I made her do it in D.C. last year, and she was like, never again. And I'm like, well, come on. This is fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> All right, so that was the big expenses this is my favorite question you have tools that are a hundred dollars or less that have really upped your game stuff stuff that people can use yes sir i've got a bunch of tools that i love bring it let's go one a good pair of tweezers right i'm a tweezer guy love the tweezers two uh in no particular order scissors i'm a shun scissor guy i, I love them three Quart-sized bags with one pound of rice in each bag. So that's what I use to weigh down my greenery. Because a quart size on in the inside is the exact same size as is the box. So it keeps my I use kale, but it, you know it keeps my kale. I'm a I like my kale low. Um, that, Wait a minute. Do you keep them from contest to contest? The same bags that goes into my superstitions. I've had the same bags I've been for four years. Jesus, your superstitions one's going to be long too, isn't it? That's oh, amazing. <laughs> That's huge. And then uh, grease traps for your drain, like what you would have in your home sink. Yeah. So, like you know, the very very fine mesh ones that you'll see in maybe restaurants and stuff like that. I that's the same diameter as my fat separators. So on my brisket specifically, um, I triple strain uh, my au jus because I do cook a nines and the 
new A9 cooks are like, oh, it's gamey. It's game. It's not gamey. But if you triple strain it, and I use those little grease traps to wire mesh, almost like you're straining sauce, but finer. Um, yeah. Get a three-packet, you know, uh, the dollar store for definitely under a dollar. Uh, but those tools for me outside of a thermopen, uh, which is now over a hundred dollars, but those are, those are what I really, really lean on. And I there you go, folks. That's the end of the podcast. That was enough right there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking on there? By the way, I got a little, I'm a tequila guy for those that know me, but yeah, a little, uh, Codigo 1530 Blanco. Wow. I, uh, not allowed to have that stuff. What are you drinking on? I have a uh, well. I made cocoa van as we ran, so I had half a bottle of red wine. So that's what yeah. I drink. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> still looking pearly white, man. I love it. I'm not- trying, baby. Trying, trying. Uh, man, the awesome answer for the tools. That's the stuff that I think people really can take away from this, and like little tricks and tips, man, you know, that that's what, that's what makes people successful at barbecue. Even if it doesn't mean shit, it makes you feel like that it does mean something. And that gives you confidence. Yes, sir. So you're a drum guy. I'm going to ask this question and you're not allowed to answer one name, but who has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? I'm not allowed to say one name. Not allowed to say Brad. No. Okay, uh, good. No. So Brad has educated me a lot this year on, you know, as far as points, which is probably totally lot. But, um, damn. I'm just massive, by the way, too. <laughs> I'll say this, um, and it's a, it's a name that, that maybe you know, maybe you don't. Um, but one of my business partners, uh, Tony Roberts, he is definitely my biggest. Um, he helped me really in the early days, right? Because as you know, the more success you get now, the more exposure you get, the more exposure you get, the more knowledge you get, right? Um, yeah. Different perspective. But if I was to pick one person collectively in barbecue who's helped me the most, um, it would be Tony Roberts, who cooks under Proud Souls Barbecue. Um, nice. He really took me from, if you recall earlier, you know, cooking three, four, five times from maybe 2011 to, to 2017. And then now that I had the opportunity and I wasn't in the military anymore, so I had the time. Um, and I always, think I always kind of had the intuition, the cook's intuition, but really taking me from that guy that's cooked competitively six times in six years to he really got my foot in the door and barbecue. And for that, I'm eternally That's That's an awesome answer. In terms of successful... What's the first name that pops in in competition barbecue? Um, Fred Robles by far. Wow. Yeah. Freddie's I, I, a... I think for him, um, I, I lived in Texas for a little while and I cooked a couple of IBCAs. This was before he started the CPA. But I looked at that guy and I was like, man, at that point, now you have Phil Breed, you have um, Bill Purvis, you know, guys, Lee Hickel, um, Aaron Leslie that, that, that can go and win an IBCA, CBA, an outlaw contest, and then go cook the next day and, and, and be right there. If not win it, be in the mix um, out there with us in KCBS. And I really think that's always, always impressed me immensely how guys can cook to different tenderness levels. They can cook half birds. They can cook, 
you know, um, falling apart briskets for the CBA. Um, but then they can still they can beat us in our own game in our backyard. So for me, he would be, in my opinion, the guy that that does it better than anyone. In my opinion, he's uh, yeah, he's amazing. He's also, you know, I love that guy. <laughs> I have a story to tell on Freddie, but I'm going to save that for a later podcast. <laughs> it was so much fun seeing him in Memphis, and uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a great story. He got second place with brisket down there, but he didn't like it. Of course. In the beef category, he cooked the brisket. So. Of course, yeah. So let's bring in Fred Robles to cook brisket for the beef category. Come on. That's, che- that's cheating. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right, man, let's get into it. Habits, rituals, superstitions, routines. Oh, man. So routine-wise, <laughs> I... I so many people are like, on Tuesday, I do this. On Wednesday, I, I get to it when I get to it. You know, um, the only thing I don't do is I don't trim chicken on Sunday, which I think is not a ritual. That's just common sense. Um, but um, I trim everything. Like today, this morning, I got in um, to work around probably 7 or so, and I just started pumping out bricks. I'm just trimming, 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 trimming. I don't – I love freezing meat. You know, I know a lot of guys – you know, why well, I cook, I trim this this day. I got stuff going on. I think we all do. I'm not afraid to take a brisket and, and, and trim it. I think I trimmed uh, today just two briskets, but tomorrow I'm going to go knock out 40 thighs. And I only cook eight thighs per contest, so I'm going to cook five contests worth of chicken or trim five contests worth of chicken tomorrow. And I'll hold it and I'll just pull it the next five weeks. So, um, Really? I, you don't worry about it? I don't worry about it one bit. Take care less. So, um, that's just one more thing for me that now I'm not sweating it. I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it. So um, I don't mind it, and I just pull it out. Let's just say typically I'm eight, eight hours from anywhere is kind of what I tell people. So <laughs> I'll pull it out. I usually leave on a Thursday morning, um, and I'll pull it out Wednesday night, put it in my fridge, and then I'll transfer it to a cooler. And by the time I get eight to ten hours down the road, I should be somewhat thawed. So, um, <laughs> but that would be it as far as – is is any kind of superstitions, man? I think I'm pretty good on that. I, I try to take away all the guessing games. I don't overthink stuff. I don't think. Um, but <laughs> um, I'm very, very specific once the cook process starts. Um, but, you know, I also have dimensions of, of meat. You know, I have weights of meat. Brisket's probably my, what, what I focus on the most or what I think actually matters just for the way I cook barbecue. Um, and that's basically, I cook A9, six, I, I go from six and three quarters wide because they don't blow up, they blow out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go nine at, nine inches long, which fits, I do use caddies, so they fit in there perfectly. I know that I'm only getting probably six to eight slices out of that brisket anyway, and they're all going, they're all going to die. So that's the only thing, and my weight is always 4.25 pounds, plus or minus Wow. A few, a few ounces. But, yeah, that's the one thing that I'm just – if it's not that, we're not doing it. But outside of that, um, anything weird? Uh, I'm not like Jordan Kirkpatrick, which I'm not lighting candles in here. <laughs> but, but yes, so to answer that, it's pretty probably a boring answer, but I'm not that guy. Well, I kind of think you're full of shit. You already mentioned the rice bags, and they've had the same ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> – 
have, you, have you tried to buy plastic bags like me? Yeah. That's who I need a sponsorship from is like hefty or glad. <laughs> Trash bags, bags, aluminum pans. That's what I want. I want to be that guy. Uh, yeah, to my knowledge, I don't think anybody's gotten knocked down that door yet. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, listen to music while you play, while you cook? I do. I, I do, and I, I, it does trend um, throughout the morning. So um, the first song that I listen to every single morning, as soon as I get up at 5 a.m., um, easy like Sunday morning, man. You know, just really brushing the old – Old chompers, you know, lighting some pits, and, and and for me, it just kind of really sets that in. And then I listen to some, some like Red Dirt Country, uh, a lot of Jason Bolin, a lot of Cody Jinks, and then usually around nine thirty, you know, things are starting to move. So then Katy Perry pops in, maybe a little Tay Tay, uh, <laughs> and then and then typically during turn ins, it gets. You think I'm from East St. Louis? It gets pretty pretty ratchet down here, you know. So, um, <laughs> I shut the door, you know, um, and just kind of do my thing. Um, but that's typically the progression. See, whenever I get into East St. Louis mode, that's when I open the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my psychology, psychological warfare that I like to engage in. And uh, yeah. I don't do a lot of messing with people, but playing the rap music loud, when we get into like an 11 o'clock hour, and just knowing that ninety percent of my audience hates that, like, yes. I'm good. I'm yeah. good with it. <laughs> yeah. So my psychological warfare, if you my, my psyops, is um, I get loud in my trailer, and when I do that, it's obviously staged. It's, it's all in fun. It's not in serious, you know. And I'll just yell and yell like my favorites, like don't even turn it in, you know. What I mean, just you know <laughs> stuff like that. And but I think now they figured it out. You know, whatever. Or uh, during turn ins when I'm walking, because I walk my own boxes I'm by myself. So, you know, and people, are, you know, everybody, good luck, good luck. You know, why people try to fist bump you when you have a box and two hands is beyond me. But, you know, I always make a comment about how spectacular everything is. It's totally a 163. But <laughs> it's just all, all, all in good fun. You know what, man? I'd much rather have that than how some people are like, oh, worst cook of my life. And then they GC and you're like, they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. come on. Yeah, you knew. <laughs> Let's just have fun with it. That's my whole deal. Let's just have fun. Oh, that's, and that's refreshing, dude. I, man, we're going to have to hang out more. Let's do it. <laughs> that was clutch. <laughs> yeah, the, the ESPN ringer. Yeah, I didn't turn the phone on. That's perfect. Um, so what do you think? This is an interesting question because you've been doing this since 2011, real hard since 2018. Where do you think this hobby's going? Where do you think we're headed? Good question, man. I, I'm not the Debbie Downer guy that that's going to say barbecues in a, in a state of demise and and stuff. But I think I look at it maybe from a different angle than a lot of folks because I think so many of our friends and and stuff in this industry, right? or the sport, if you will, see one side of it. They see competition barbecue. Of course, we're losing teams, we're losing contests. Not good. But what are we doing on the other end to fix it, you know? Um, let's not identify a problem without, uh, without identifying a solution. Um, and I think it goes back to, you know, what what Brad's doing with the, the barbecue league is huge, man. I mean, it puts people in the ballpark, whether 
you know what you're doing or not, I mean, you can watch a couple of videos and you'll be somewhere in the mix, you know, and, and I think, you know, back when I started, especially back when you started, I mean, it was like, that was kind of the, the issue, right? Was I didn't have much money. You know, I was in the military. I don't know if you guys know, but they don't really pay well, at least back then. <laughs> Not enough to, to really sustain the sport, you know, barbecue is my point. But, you know, an easy hundred bucks to, to get a year's long subscription to the league is huge. And then, and then, and, and my business and many businesses like mine at Proud Souls, we just try to really cater to that backyard cook, you know, or all my friends comp cooks, a hundred percent. Do I have a ton of just great friends and, and advocates of barbecue that could care less about it? Awesome. But I think that's what we need to focus on is stores, business models, um, friendships, forums, right? If you go back to the old barbecue. Oh yeah. I mean, geez, I mean, you could, we could, the cool part is you can still go back on there and look at comments and crazy stuff that people were saying back then. But I think that's what it really is about is kind of reconnecting with, with the guy in his backyard and how can we bring them up um, to kind of kind of see the same vision and same passion as, as what we do. So um, I think that's where we need to focus our attention. And I think if we do that now is is pivotal point. Um, but, yeah, or maybe we go to contest almost like King of the Smoker where you pay one entry fee, your meat's provided, because let's be real, the economy's not really helping our our our, our, uh, our hobby. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's it, and putting everybody on a level playing field and see, see who can do the best. I think we're, I'm with you. I'm an optimist right now. I think, especially out here, you're seeing a lot of guys go from backyard to pro, and they're having great success. Yeah, oh, dude. And I think huge thing. So, and I, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say. So where I'm at, um, backyard's not really a, a thing. Uh, you know what I mean? It was just wasn't an option. You know, maybe I would have went that route or in New York and uh, in Nebs or, or or whatever. But I tell you this: my first real exposure to backyard, um, you know, sanctioned barbecue outside of the KCBS Imitational, which is those guys go crazy. I mean, they got bigger trucks, better trucks. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> really? You know? But my point is, is whenever I was out on the East Coast, and that's huge out there, and I met some freaking awesome dudes, because um, myself and uh, Richard Fergola went out kind of traveling together, and we were kind of sandwiched, you know, in between these backyard guys, and dude, they know what they're doing, man. And whether you choose to stay there for the rest of your life, or you want to just do it for three or four or five times or make that jump if make the jump right whatever that means now uh to pro but as you mentioned look at dave dick i mean that dude's a savage hickory and uh, hickory hangover i mean there's they are freaking excellent cooks optimus yeah Klein, he was backyard for a while and then he dude don't sleep on the backyard and well and i tell them the only difference is, is that i spend more money you guys could you guys could beat me any day of the week in chicken and ribs. Me too. Me too. And I mean, they're great. And I just love seeing more of them come up and seeing them get success. That's the key. And you're right about the league. It's leveled the playing field and it's given people an access point to where they think they can compete. And that's a good thing. A thousand percent. Yeah. And, and we teach, I teach so many backyard basics or backyard classes. Ours. It's awesome, and I think the biggest um, – so last weekend I cooked out in, uh, just down the street, honestly, 30 minutes from my house, 
in Castle Rock, Colorado. Um, and so many great teams were there. And I finished fifth. Um, Janky won. Brad went to, um, and a couple like local teams, uh, semi local from out here went three, four. But the coolest thing for me that weekend, um, obviously I was trying to chase, I'm trying to get that seven. I'm at six now. I didn't get it. But what was awesome is, um, it, near one of our stores in, uh, Littleton, Colorado, School of the Blind. Okay. One of the best, honestly, nationally renowned schools out there. There's a gentleman, um, who has a passion for barbecue. He's legally blind. Um, he is a advocate of my story. Comes in, he buys 48 gallons of blues hog every day. I'm like, what are you doing with this stuff? And he hit me up and he goes, dude, I want to cook the American Royal. And I said, cool. He goes, will you help me? I said, well, I ain't going to help you cook it, but you can cook it. I'll help you get there. And he goes, bet. And I said, yeah, man, we'll, we'll get you there. We'll get you smokers. I'll help you out. Whatever. You can set up next to you know, our squad, whatever. And if I can help somebody achieve that, that dream, awesome. And, but I said, before you cook the American Royal, man, let's get you in a local contest. <laughs> went down there. His name's Shane Howard. His team name is Blind But Limitless, but with two Bs, right? Awesome. He goes down there. Um, he cooks his first contest. Four meats, whatever. He did everything. I had one person, uh, someone was so nice to, to offer. Actually, uh, Fergie's sister, who lives in Denver, she ran his boxes. There was, I think, 37 teams. Dude finished 32nd. 32nd. I mean, that's, to me, that's incredible. And, Absolutely. And dude living his best life, like loving it. Like, dude, and I think that's what's funny about barbecue is, you know, I was all poopy faces. I got fifth. I had a six ninety five, whatever, you know. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then I look over, dude's like hugging everybody. And I say, you know what? This is it, right? This is what it's about. And that was to me, that was so cool. Man, that's awesome. I if he's coming to the Royal, I want you to take me to meet him. I think that'd be cool. He'll be right next he'll be right next to me, I can promise you that. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to do that, man. We'll We'll have we'll have him on here. We'll have him on the podcast. That'll be awesome. It's worth the it's worth the conversation. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, let's hit these rapid fire questions before we get you out of here. I feel like I asked you half the questions, which is awesome because it means I can have you back on. So that's cool. <laughs> what do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Um, <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean, I think the same thing as everybody else, you know. I think the 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 keyboard cooks, the you know, whatever. It happened. It's happened to me before. Like, you know, I cooked a Lubbock a few years ago. I actually twenty eighteen, right? My first kind of coming out years, whatever. And I got a. I think I finished second or third in brisket, right? And um, I didn't even have social media back then. Uh, a gentleman who was helping me out, he did, you know. Uh, he was kind of walking boxes and doing stuff and, you know, but he posted, you know, the photo, you know, how guys do like, here's chicken, here's ribs, here's pork, here's brisket. And he's like, yeah, second place brisket or whatever. And, uh, you know, you got the, it wasn't the best brisket. It tasted really well, but it didn't look, it didn't look the part. Um, the Texas part, right. It was like seven slices, which is Texas, but it was, man, I sauced the shit out of it. <laughs> it was, it was excellent. Right. Um, and the guy had, like reposted it or something and was kind of like dogging it. And, and, and the funny thing is you wouldn't know the guy's name, 
then. You definitely wouldn't know it now. But it was just the fact that, like, this is what barbecue is, you know, sauce on sauce. You know, whatever. Look, man, I don't know what I'm doing, bro. You know, but just <laughs> people like that, that just kind of, do I see things when I'm strolling or you do? I'm Yes. Do I look at the result and, and equate it to the picture always? Uh, it's in my mind, but I'm never going to be that guy. Like, good on that dude. You know, did he hit a, did I hit a good table that day? Probably. You know, does it really matter? Who cares, man? You know, yep. one contest we should, and we've all lost contests we should. But for you to, to take it upon yourself that, that, that you're the end all be all and, and what you, you know, what your voice says matters. <laughs> Buddy, you're wrong. So that's what bothers me is just is just seeing people. Let's let's kind of uplift folks and and, and give positive, um, you know, uh, feedback as opposed to negative criticism. So for me, on social media, drives me crazy. Gotcha. Well, social media drives me crazy in general. And, and if I see it, <laughs> I get a couple more of these blancos, I'm probably sliding in your DMs, and I'm gonna tell you you're wrong. So <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite pre, during, or post-competition meal? Yes, sir. I'm a hot dog guy. So, mentioning traveling all the time, anything I can get off a roller or a torpedo, um, <laughs> definitely a hot dog. Um, but, yeah, all beef, all beef, right? Hot dog <laughs> off the roller, typically like a Flying J's, man. I'm after it, dude. That's me. <laughs> I'm only going to have it for breakfast. That's fantastic. Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I do. Um, honestly, anything, anything barbecue. Um, like my mom, um, she's now, I'm not going to say her age, but she's past retirement age. Um, and, and I bought her, when she retired, I bought her a pellet grill. Um, so I sent her, she got that, and um, she's sniffing around. Her, her birthday's in April, so she was sniffing around. She's like, in my Alabama accent, y'all got any more of them, uh, them cans? <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I want one of them drums. And I'm like, yeah, I got you. And then she's like, I don't want a new one. I don't want a new one. But she's only about five foot two or five foot three. So I said, I can't get her the 55, you know? No, get her the little one. Right? So I bought her a little 30 gallon, a little flat, a uh, little flat gray gateway. And, uh, and I sent it to her and, uh, loved it. I'm like, you didn't like your pellet? She's like, it was cool, but it's boring, you know? So I'm like, all right. So I sent her that 30-gallon can, and then uh, for Mother's Day, right, uh, a couple weeks ago, so they live in Daphne, Alabama, which is uh, only 30 minutes from the butcher shop. So yeah, I called my boy Kevin. I said, hey, man, mom wants to do her first brisket. I was like, but she doesn't need a Monster 22 A9. I said, but she needs an A9. She wants to do what I do. And so he had uh, trimmed one up or had one of his guys, probably Eldon, uh, down there trimming it up and beautiful brisket and uh, they send it to her and you know if you've ever bought from them and it says always hand picked and it says always hand picked for Bushmaster's mom got a great kick out of that she, she knocked it out of the park man <laughs> so yeah I said she might be my new brisket uh, my brisket hit man I might just fly her in fly her out right just <laughs> yeah, the food to me is, is honestly is, is something us as folks and, and as passionate people that if I can help you um, kind of do what we do on a day-to-day basis, man. I'd love yeah, that. man. That's great. All right. Last question. If you could get, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions, what would it say and why? Say, do the little thing. That's it. Do the little things. Maybe dot, dot, dot. Um, and I think 
that's that's what I do. That's what we do. And I don't care if it's in, um, you know, my family life, if it's in a business application, if it's in cooks, if it's in competition barbecue or just being a good friend. I think people remember the little things and not just but, you know, in, in that aspect. But judges remember little things. Right. Yeah. You know, it took that time to, to really fix this or fix that, uh, make it look presented well. Um, I mean, we all have five choices in life, right? In my opinion, I've said this for a long, long time, and we all have the option. You can be, you can be bad, you can be average, you can be good, you can be excellent, or you can be elite. But guess what? A lot of us will get by on on skill or whatever it is, or just natural born talent. But that'll only probably get to average. To go from excellent or from good to excellent, excellent elite. Guess what it is? It's the little stuff. And I don't care if that's if that's being a businessman. I don't care if that's being a, the best cook on the freaking planet. But it's life's about a thousand little things, and, and how and how good you can do those. If you do those, if you do those positive actions, I guarantee you're not going to suck. Guarantee. Man, that's great advice, man. Thanks a lot for being on here, Chris. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I had a blast, dude. <laughs> Tell people where they can find you and where they can find Proud Souls out there on the internet. Awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me um, on Facebook, Chris Webb. Um, I really don't do a lot with Bushmaster Barbecue on Facebook. I'm very active on uh, Bushmaster Barbecue on Instagram. Um, I just now figured out that if I post Instagram, it just kind of goes right to Chris Webb. So that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's how savvy I am. Well, man, um, definitely find our business, man. Uh, Proud Souls uh, Barbecue, uh, Proud Souls Barbecue KC. We have two locations in Colorado, one now in Kansas City. Things are well, but we'd be happy to help you. We have a great team. Uh, my boy, uh, Richard Fagola, kind of runs all of our social media. So if you do hit uh, me up via Proud Souls Barbecue or Proud Souls, Proud Souls Barbecue KC, you're talking to Richard. We'll talk shit to him. Um, but, yeah, slide in, man, hit me up. If there's anything I can do to help you guys, um, I would honestly, it would be a huge compliment to me, compliment to me and I'd be happy to answer the question. Awesome, man. Well, I look forward to seeing you out there. Likewise, brother. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the old Virginia smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedenka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Old Virginia Smoke.